Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to That Big CEO Energy, and we are starting off season two in February. Uh, I had all intentions to start in January, and then life happened. And I realized that January really needed to be the month for me that I needed to get organized and figure out how this year was going to play out. November and December were just really really crazy months in our family, and they usually are. Um, We had done a lot of traveling, and then our daughter Lexi came from Texas, and so we just had a ton of fun and a ton of activities that, that I really, when January hit, I was not prepared. And that's okay, first of all. But I realized that I had to spend a big chunk of January just getting organized and really understanding what is this year going to look like for me? What is the outlook going to be? And how do I want it to shape up? And so one of the things that I wanted to talk about today was kind of that process of understanding that January 1 does not have to be a ultimate deadline of, okay, January 1 of 2023, I'm now going to get my ish together. I feel like taking the entire month of January to purge the house, sort of get Christmas put away, right, and and reset everything that needs to be reset so that when February 1 comes, you feel like you, number one, have your ish together, but also that there isn't anything impeding you from starting your goals. Now, society, social media, Everything that you read, everything that you listen to will tell you different, right? They will tell you that on January 1, you are supposed to be the new person in the gym if if that is your journey. You are supposed to be showing up because it is grind time. No. (laughs) I'm here to tell you it is completely different than that. January is a time of reflection. January is a time where you can breathe because you have just spent the last quarter of the year closing out business activities, right? Preparing statements and sort of getting all of that together. And then society says, okay, January is one here. Let's rinse, repeat. Let's do this thing all over again and just grind as hard as you possibly can. And where's the rest? Where is the rest that you find? Where is you taking some time to soak in all that has happened in 2022? And I think for me, January was a huge month of January was a huge month of reflection. And just sort of unpacking everything that had happened, how far I had come, the milestones that I reached, and the milestones that I didn't reach, to be quite frank. Last year was grind time. Last year was I had big goals and ambitions. Some of those I reached, some of those I pivoted, and some of those I just I just didn't want to. 
<laughs> and I think that's the other part too, is just normalize not wanting to have a goal in whatever that is anymore. Not wanting to do the thing because it doesn't align with you or it is overwhelming or it just isn't fit for this year. I think we get in a place where when we put things on paper and it is concrete and we write them down in black and white, we think that if we don't make it, if we don't do the things that we had set out to do in the beginning of the year, that somehow we are a failure. And I was living in the last few months of the year, looking over my goals and going, wow, like, honestly, I kind of sucked. I kind of didn't do everything that I thought I was going to do. And I was focusing on this list of, okay, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. And how come I didn't do this? And how come I didn't do that? Without realizing that I had accomplished so many other different things that were so much more important that I didn't even realize. And it was because... I was busy grinding in a different area of life that needed to be built up that I didn't even realize, honestly, until I had arrived there. And so I found myself the last few weeks of December, you know, as I'm closing out kind of my business for the year and kind of closing out some other things in life. I'm like, man, like I just, I didn't do much. Really, Callie? You didn't do much. And so there was one morning I got up and I thought, you know what, I'm going to write down and I'm going to go through month by month and reflect on the things that I did. Then I'm going to go back and I'm going to categorize them. And I'm going to put them into the buckets of personal, business, you know, whatever those categories were. And I'm going to help myself understand the accomplishments that I made because there were quite a lot. And most of them were in the silent groove of life. Most of them were me showing up and being authentic to who I am and pivoting myself in such a way that felt really, really, really good. And that is something that you didn't see on the paper. That is something that wasn't put out on social media. That is something that I didn't even come to the podcast and say, you know what, I did X, Y, and Z last year. Look at me. I should be so proud because I am really proud. But I also have found that there are certain things in life that you can be your own personal cheerleader in and they don't have to be displayed for the world to see. And while I had some things that it would have been nice to reach that, was it a detriment to who I am or how I'm showing up for myself? Absolutely not. I mean, they were goals that if I reached them, great. If not, that's lovely too. And that's really what most goals are, right? When we reach a goal, it's very interesting in the sense that society has taught us that we fail if we don't reach it. that's just it. Concrete, if you don't achieve what you put out on paper or you put out on social media, you failed. And I'm going to counter back and say, I'm not failing. I'm actually excelling in so many other ways that it makes more sense 
right? That drives me to be a better person in an area that I never even expected. And of course, there's going to be the haters that are like, well, no, that's not how it is. Sure, that's not how it is for you. But we have the opportunity to write a different story. We have the opportunity to understand ourselves in a deep, deep personal way that most people don't even get to. And it's because they spend time saying, well, I didn't reach my goals, so I just failed. And now I either have to start the goal over again, or I'm just going to throw that goal away altogether, pretend that it didn't exist, and find some other goals that I know I can achieve to make myself feel better. Right? Isn't that what we do oftentimes? And I am showing up in such a way now to where I can see how damaging that is to me personally. And I keep saying to me personally, because it is a very personal journey. Your goals are very personal to you. So all of that to say, I spent January really reflecting on that and really helping myself understand that it is not a black and white process to excel in life. It is not a black and white process to get yourself to the next level. Rather, it is sort of like this graph that is sort of like the stock market, right? It goes up and then it comes down. It goes up and then it comes down. It's never linear. Like, yes, it will make progress, but there will always be up and down moments in your goals. And so it is appropriate to consistently be reflecting on them and saying, does this align with who I am right now and where I am in my journey? And if not, do I get rid of it? Do I pivot it to something else? Or do I keep working on it? Because sometimes we might just be chickening out on what our potential is with that certain goal. So all of that to say, I have decided that for 2023, I... And, and most of you probably have heard or um, have seen this floating around, but it's the one word focus. Now, let me preface this by saying I have done the one word focus in terms of picking out a word that aligns with who I am at the time for years. Um, back in my blogger days, like that was always a thing. So I've always had a, a word that I would focus on or that I wanted to embody for that year. Um, and what I realized is I was doing that all wrong because I was forcing myself into a word that really wasn't in alignment with what I had accomplished over the past year what I am trying to achieve now and how that sets my mindset up for the future. So I went through um, a few different processes for understanding this, this one word. And I really discovered that resonating with one word throughout the year and matching my smaller goals into what that word embodies for me helps me understand, am I on track with who I am becoming? Am I on track with who I want to become? Because if those two things don't align, right, if my goals and my one word embodiment are not in alignment, 
something is going to feel off and something is going to make me feel off. And what I don't want is for me to get in this imposter syndrome mindset of, I can't do X, Y, and Z because it doesn't embody the word, or I don't want to do X, Y, and Z because it doesn't embody the word. And so let me just kind of walk you through the process that I went through in finding this word. And and if it's something that is on your heart to do for this next year, please feel free to, you know, take notes and, and work through this. But I do have smaller goals, and I think for me, the most appropriate thing to do is set monthly goals in, you know, four functional areas of my life and get the movement generated that way. Um, And so I've taken kind of like my pie in the sky, right, And, and broken it down into my monthly goals, but... What I really want is to focus on my one word for the year. And when I focus on this one word of the year, I want to uncover who I am throughout this word, what makes me chase after my goals through this word, and how can I show up in such a way that this word really becomes permeated not just for this year, but sustains me for the rest of my life. And I, and so I took a class, um, and it was, it was called the One Word Focus by Nina O'Bear. And I will link her in, in the show notes. She is a wonderful, wonderful human. And she does play shops once a month, um, where it's, you know, strategy focused and you can come and just be in a community of women who are, um, chasing after, you know, what, what they want in life and helping each other uncover what that is. And it's just a really wonderful group. Um, so I took her one word focus and this was probably, I don't know, mid-December. It must've been a few weeks before the, the year ended. And I loved this approach because it really helped me reflect. It really helped me understand what has already changed. And so I'll just go through some of the questions that we answered because I really think that they're powerful. And then, you know, if you are finding yourself like, yes, this is something that I want to be doing, um, you have you have these questions available to you. So The first question was, over the last seven days, what moments have given you feelings of gratitude, love, deep satisfaction, or purpose? And I feel like this this one, um, I had to start with the satisfaction um, portion. And the satisfaction was spending time with my family and you know, over the last seven days, yes, yeah, so this probably was December, because as I'm reading this, it says, made my father-in-law a pie. You know, that brought me really great joy. Uh, I spent time with my husband merging and, and aligning some of our finances and putting down some goals that we had. Um, deep love 
I was spending tons of quality time with, with my horse and really centering to my inner child. And, um, and, and just having the feelings that my horse provided. Um, so then, uh, the next question was over the last month, when have you felt the most, when have you felt the most switched on? Who were you being and what were you doing? And for me, the word switched on was when I was feeling really alive. So if we can resonate with that. I felt the most switched on in the presence of my horse. I was being myself completely and authentically me. I was safe. And this is really because we have spent a lot of time getting to know each other. But once she fully trusted me and I let my space be opened, we are now a pair and I know she is ready for me when I go see her. I get to be my silly girly self and be free. So those were just some reflections that I have, um, I had over the past month. Oh, and I see the date here too. It's November 30th is when I did this. So right, um, the pie must have been Thanksgiving. So anyhow, um, the next question is over the last six months, when have you felt the most alive? Who were you being and what were you doing? And I said, over the last six months, I felt the most alive when I was able to travel with my husband and explore. I got to show up with no stress, free from work and as my authentic self. I got to experience a small taste of the empty nest syndrome and also find out who I am outside of being a mom and a day-to-day wife, but who I am as a partner and who I am as myself. I was being the person my future self will be and thanked myself for discovering it now. The next question is, what was your biggest personal change from January to now? And I wrote down forgiving myself, allowing myself to relax and embrace being courageous, spontaneous, and less structured. Eliminated shame from my past by establishing new habits that call me into my own and allowing myself to relax and find me. The next question was, what is the best way I used my time this past year? And the best way I used my time is I gave myself boundaries. I used my time to love and be around people who love me just as hard as I love them. I used my spare time to work on myself and invest in myself with time and not money. I also used my time to pour into my Bible study and draw near to Jesus. And I also spent a good time purging physical stuff out of my life that doesn't bring me joy. I think that was a a huge one. And so the next question is, in the year ahead, what do you want? And so I said, I want peace. I want to feel more free. I want to hear God more. I want to find a place where my story can be told to help someone else who is struggling I want to be a better me. I want to learn something new. I want to play more. And I 
want to also set more boundaries. And so she had talked about sort of this, um, the typical place that people often function from is they usually have to have, do, to be. And that is a lot of the victim mindset. You know, if I have X and Y, you know, if I have X, Y, and Z, I can do the thing. And so then I will become whoever it is I want to become. And the worker side of that says, I have to do so I can have in order to be. And really, it's flipping the mindset of be, do, and have. Who are you being first? Then you can do, and then you'll have. And it was just like this concept around faith without works is is dead. And and, um, so from a faith-based structure, like how does that play out? And it was just a really good understanding of being who you are first so that you can do, and then you'll have. Because when you show up as your authentic self, right, uh, in, in whatever you do, whatever you have or need will be what is for you, not for what everybody else. Um, and, and you're more apt to come from a place of gratitude. And so the next question was, what do you want your wife... What? your wife. What do you want your life to look like? I responded with, I want it to be full on God-centered. I want him to lead me, but I also obey. I want happiness and a strong family unit. I want a house on land where I can have horses and walk into my backyard and see them and embrace them. And I want to spend my days in the yard traveling and riding a motorcycle. And so that was like that big picture moment of what at the end of the day, paint your life, understand what it is you actually want out of your life and and write that down. And so the next one was write down the characteristics of that person. And the, the characteristics that I wrote down are peaceful, happy, courageous, free, open, hopeful, choosing, adventurous, playing full on, spontaneous, bold, audacious. And so as we narrowed it down, the word that continually stuck out to me was courageous. And so courageous is not deterred by danger or pain, but being brave. And fear is excitement without breath. And there are a few Bible verses, you know, that that I had picked out, which was be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God is you for the Lord God is with you. So I loved that uh, workshop and it really helped me unpack a lot of what I was feeling, a lot of what I was hopeful for, and sort of gave me an opportunity to paint my year ahead a little bit different. So if you're looking for something um, a little bit different to try, 
I welcome this opportunity to you. And, you know, if you ever have any questions, my Instagram DMs are always open. So feel free to come and ask questions and and learn more. But embodying this word courageous means that I have to step out and be someone that is living so authentically and being so open to change that the courageous part of me automatically wants to be in the next phase, right? So doing the work, putting the work behind what does courageous mean? And when I am approached with things in my personal life, you know, to help out on how am I able to be courageous through that? How am I to think outside of the box and be be different? And so it's my own encouragement through the rest of this year to continue to be courageous. So that is sort of the encapsulating of starting off this season two. And um, I hope that you will stick around because I have some really awesome things that are planned for the podcast to help us all figure out what is that big CEO energy that we want to embody. How can we show up in such a way that is so powerful and so meaningful that we are making a change, not just in our lives, but the people that we surround ourselves with. And so if that sounds like something that you're interested in and you want to stick around, subscribe to the podcast and come over to social media and visit me and hang out there. Until next time.